Welcome to the Pocha Podcast at the intersection of Brown Pride and Assimilation. I'm Kat. I'm Charlene. Charlene. It has, we took a small vacation, so mm-hmm. it's been a little bit since we've been on with our folks. Yes. And this is the February Weedy Weedy. We're back. We're back. We and it's going to be a scream. <gasps> Why? Why? <laughs> Do tell. Well, we did go watch Scream together. We did. We We finally got you to see a horror movie with us. Mm-hmm. But before we get to the movie, yes, uh, something else that made us scream in in these lives, being she Texas, como chingan Texas. Yes, so Texas. If you didn't see one of our um, social posts, it it's based around the fact that Texas apparently, I shouldn't say all of Texas, the governor. And the attorney general mm-hmm. dislike trans kids getting the care that they need. So the attorney general um, made an opinion that kids who are getting that care, uh, that's considered child abuse. And the governor has directed essentially the CYFD of Texas, which is the Department of Family Services, to investigate so any parent who is affirming their child's yeah. current state, whatever that might be, whether they're questioning, transitioning, if they're dressing in a way that doesn't match the gender that they were born, any of that, then they can be considered child abusers. Yeah. and Well, it is, it is specific to, let's see, including reassignment surgeries that mm-hmm. can cause sterilization, mastectomies. So, and those things don't, you know, like they're far, few and far between because let's face it, surgeries are incredibly expensive. And they're not going to do it on a child. Right. So they're really reaching, honestly, but that's just being a dick. This is one, one more step in a way that they just don't want like whatever the queer community there so texas is being an ass so really this has nothing to do this so this is not like a third grade child who's wearing clothing that doesn't match their gender this is a cert like a parent taking a child to a surgery which in my experience and i have worked in medical facilities and for surgeons um, at the children's hospital specifically for many years in austin elective surgeries are not performed on minors unless it is medically well it's elective not medically necessary which i don't know where some of these would fall as far as being considered either elective or medically necessary that's a good question that's an answer i or that's a question i don't have an answer to yeah um but i i suspect since there's since it's a broad definition of child this isn't you know this is more than just affirming your third grade or what have you, gotcha. they really are going to look at older youth who have are a little bit further along in the process or what have you. That's mm-hmm. my my suspicion is that they're going to go after those parents who have older kids who are going through the process. Um, and with regards to hormone therapy, also mm-hmm. a question I don't mm-hmm. know based on the letter that Greg Abbott put out. I th- I think it leaves it open for the possibility of lawsuits to happen or the possibility of, of their CPS to get involved. So regardless of details, right? it says if you are the parent of a trans child, you should be afraid because now teachers, doctors, and the people you're trusting to care for your child are expected to report. Yes. That's a bunch of shit. That is. 
So you eat, it furthers the stigma Absolutely. and the shame of who you are. Mm-hmm. It now, once again, in another, uh, in another dystopian way, Texas wants you to snitch on yep. your neighbors, your friends. Do they not know st- snitches get stitches? Right. I mean. This is true. So Texas is just being an asshole right now and. They're turning neighbors on neighbors and inciting fear for no fucking reason in a pandemic, in a potential war, like in all this shit that's happening in the world. And they're like, oh, and by the way, you should also be terrified of your fucking teacher if you have a trans kid. Right. Ooh, why? It, 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 it's scary. It's, it's like Handmaid's Tale getting there scary kind of thing happening. Mm. Oh, Texas. So yes, we did post um, something that says we support trans kids. I absolutely a thousand percent believe that as a former teacher. Um, kids are just trying to figure shit out. Literally. Shit, adults are still trying to figure shit out. Adults are tra- trying to figure shit out. It's These are places where they should feel safe. Going to a doctor, going to school. These are places where they should be able to trust the adults that are being paid to care for them basically so uh it breaks my heart it it makes me super sad also i just realized i'm referencing like every old job i've ever had and that is um (laughs) i feel like i should turn in a resume at the end of this (laughs) well those in texas that are non-binary somewhere um in the queer spectrum we love you we hold you dear i'm really terribly sorry that texas is just being a jack wagon to the queer and trans community and also people who are just trying to get the health care they need mm-hmm. um while they're pregnant so yeah and parents t- have enough going on it's hard to be a parent as it is we none of us know what the hell we're doing we're all just doing the best that we can and yeah absolutely there are other states who are not being jackwads so come to new mexico Indeed. But speaking of a parent who are trying to do the best we can, um, I am rethinking about whether or not we should have taken our kids to see the slasher film Scream 5. <laughs> 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 I mean, it. they are, you know, 17, so maybe it's okay, but still, we did go as a family. Oh, I'm sorry. They they have seen it separately. You and myself and we uh, went our as executive a family. <laughs> director went as a family. And Okay, so Scream scream so it it's a franchise of movies right a series uh started in 1996 which when i say that out loud it sounds terrifying that the first one came out in 96 and then recently this would have been the fifth film in the franchise franchise. Mm -hmm. um and i am not a scary movie watcher rarely do i watch scary movies i have in the past not really an avid fan anymore um, but because I love you, and because <laughs> I love Melissa Barrera, I went, begrudgingly. And? All the things. <laughs> <laughs> um, so many things were very... Uh, the Scream films that I have seen, I may have seen like one and two, and then now this one. Mm-hmm. Um there's a little bit of humor in there. There's a little bit of funniness. There's a little bit of like, oh, this is a scary movie, so this is going to happen. Kind of, you know, speaking through the camera to the audience type of thing. I really appreciated, like I said, Melissa's in it. Um, also, Jenna Ortega. They are some of the main characters. So there's mm-hmm. definitely some Latinas in there, some representation that I love to see. 
and I'll, I'll let you start to give some of your background before <laughs> I go on farther. I, I love uh, scary movies. Mm-hmm. Typically, my preference is psychological thrillers, think mm. Silence of the Lambs, mm-hmm. or um, the horror genre of uh, paranormal, so think The Conjuring and those series. Those are my favorite. Um, I gravitate towards those. I don't know why, but I do enjoy them. Like of all of the genres of, I hate rom-coms are not my favorite. I, we've talked about this before. I don't ever see myself reflected in mm-hmm. that. Not that I ever want to see myself reflected in any horror movie ever. <laughs> yeah. But you but see Hannibal and you're like, oh yeah, you know what? Me and you, bro. Me right? and yeah. you. He would be an interesting <laughs> dinner, dinner conversation. Date? Yeah. Absolutely. And then you would be dinner and, and then, then it yeah. would be knock. <laughs> Um, so I, I enjoy seeing these movies. I've seen, you know, a variety of the nightmare on Elm street, the Halloween, all of the things. Um, their plots are usually pretty thin. Let's Mm -hmm. face it. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what to expect when you go into this particular, the slasher genre, uh, subgenre of horror film. Sure. People are going to die. There's going to be a lot of blood. So -hmm. you have to really like... you know make the plot maybe not completely believable but there is a certain like suspend your your reality to to have a belief in what's going on Mm -hmm. um but yeah so I did enjoy it because usually with these kinds of movies that acting is terrible (laughs) like it is pitiful Mm -hmm. there's zero Oscars (laughs) <laughs> that is ever going to be given if you combine every single character in most, like 99.9% of slasher movies mm-hmm. ever, there's not going to be quality acting in there. Whatever. I said what I said. This one, though, the acting was actually, and, and you know, for what it's worth, the Scream, most of the Scream franchise, the acting is not bad. And you have your, like, Courtney Cox, David Arquette, mm-hmm. Nick Campbell. You have these folks that are... I mean, they're good actors. They're They're another stuff you want. You're believing what they're selling. And yeah, so I'm totally with you on that one. So I did. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that there was a twist in there. I think we figured it out halfway through the movie, like (laughs) just sitting there kind of talking amongst ourselves. But there was a twist in there. um, And I just wanted to see how it played out. It's like, okay, we know who, who it is. Now, how are they going to die? Right. So then it's, you know, you're in it to watch that piece of it. Like, okay, where's the revenge of the people in there? Well, And what's the reveal? What's the moment? Like there's, yeah, there's moments you're waiting for, even if you've already predicted. And some of the moments that are completely cheesy, like the BIPOC people die first. Right. Um, the virgin woman who is the final one who stays alive, which if you look at some of the earlier ones, like Friday the 13th, there's like this running theme where the ones who are most sexually active are the ones who die first. Mm. Um, and so the, like the most virginal of them is the one, uh, females is the one who is the last either to be, to die or to, or like lives. Mm -hmm. So like, um, like Halloween, um, Strode, 
can't remember her first name, but she is like the virginal one who stays alive at thematically through it. So there's those those pieces that are like, okay. There's a running car outside with yes. a lit pathway, but let's go to the basement. Right. Like that kind of shit. And there's, yeah, there's all of those kinds yeah. of very mm-hmm. wrong decisions mm-hmm. that you are literally yelling People at are the screaming. Uh-huh. Yeah, People the are screaming. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. You're going to die. Oh, there it is. You died. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is some kind of like human fascination, good, bad, or whatever, about slasher movies that keeps people coming back. So scary movies in general, mm-hmm. there is a whole psychological reason why people like this. And it incites stimulation. It brings your adrenaline up. It gets your epinephrine going. It gets you to have that reaction which many people translate into excitement and fun and some people translate into anxiety and terror so depending where you fall on that spectrum you either you know are enjoying it or maybe you like that anxiety that you know isn't a fun this isn't real it's anxious and you know inducing and i like this um they also say that if you're gonna go on a date first dates first sets of dates like first or second dates it's smart to take your date to a scary movie because there's a physiological response when humans go through a some kind of trauma or strong emotional event that they feel bonded this can happen in a scary movie because it stimulates that same arousal whether you realize it or not you're feeling all of these things and then there's like oh but there's this person that's safe because i came with them there's a tip for you daters Mm. Mm -hmm. okay well uh, scary to think that that's what bonds you (laughs) like (laughs) you want to go watch people die yes right let's and then you know we can go on our second date after strange thing very strange okay what you know whatever teach their own and maybe that's why i watch it next to our executive producer so that way i can jump into her arms when it gets scary Ay, qué romántico. <laughs> um the other <laughs> the other thing i was reading a little bit about this and one of the other things that i read uh people gravitate towards zombie movies because some folks believe that this could actually happen and they're pretty much collecting tips on what to do in the event that this would come down so you can buy kits online that are like zombie apocalypse kits well there you go i don't generally like zombie movies Hmm. i know we're gotten we're getting a little bit off screen here but i don't typically like them because i don't find them to be there's no suspense of reality for me that's going to be like a dead thing whose flesh is still being able to attach itself to bones just is not real however there was one movie that happened in, it was like straight to release during COVID uh, where where it was contained in Las Vegas, mm. Army of the Dead. Mm-hmm. That one, because it was so fucking sarcastic, was hilarious. Huh. And I liked it. Um, but like The Conjuring and those types of things, you find plausible? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. You know what? Ghosts are real. You can never, never not make me believe that. Ooh, Train to Busan was also a really good one. Highly recommend because there was a human element to that one. It's a reader because it's from Korea, but mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. that was a really good book. I mean, that was a really good movie. But, you know, we veered a little off topic. So, Scream. And now we know that Melissa is going to be in the sixth one. Oh, so they're gonna they're gonna stretch it out to a sixth. Very good. She's gonna be a returning character. 
like no spoiler alerts here um needed because you know she lives (laughs) well the running theme is there is a central character and the murders all revolve around that one person so it's either someone whose life was impacted by the original one and so now they want to take revenge or they're trying to relive it so you know that 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 has to run through all of the movies so i you know of course she has to make a comeback in number six and of course i will go see it (laughs) i don't know if i'll drag you with me but i I don't know if i'll go uh but after i had some time to calm down after watching (laughs) um no it was it was good again i did like seeing some of those old school characters come back i don't know if they made appearances in the other ones in between like the first and second one and then this last one uh but it was nice to see some of those folks loved seeing Marisa and Jenna Ortega in there and you know I I remembered like the original character's name like the little phone call dude like hello Sydney all creepy whatever so that felt sort of reminiscent uh no um reminiscent of a a time long ago when you were young when I was young (laughs) that was a long time ago I'm I'm incredibly happy that they got Melissa to do it. And just Melissa as a... if We've probably gushed over her before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I will probably continue gushing over Same. her. I will too. Um, just seeing the progression of the type of actor she is mm-hmm. has been pretty awesome. And she's taking um, a risk in some of the roles that she's had. And, you know, going in with Americana on some of them, which is very interesting for... A not U.S. born mm-hmm. that that doesn't happen very often, um, in particular for BIPOC people. Yep. Like we know that there are some Brits who can do an American accent and they can do well, but they're usually white. So seeing one from Mexico who um, who can make it in a very Americana mm-hmm. franchise is awesome. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And she, you're right. She's coming out in musicals now. There's a horror movie. She's she's making the rounds, and I like it. I like to see it. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to go see Scream 6 when it comes out. You may not go see Scream 6. To when, be seen. Mm-hmm. To be seen. Mm-hmm. And But would you see other slasher movies, like even if it was with your partner for the date value? Oh, no. Have, have you ever watched any with him? Or So I am with you on, I appreciate, so here's the thing about me. I am one of the people who, when I watch a scary movie, that whole adrenaline thing turns to anxiety and doesn't always feel fun. Mm -hmm. So that's where I go, which is why I don't like it. I'm like, I do that in everyday life. Why do I want to pay and make myself feel freaked out when (laughs) I could just walk out my door? That's totally fine. Um, But I like, well, if I get invested for any amount of time in a scary movie then I need to see how it ends because typically there's going to be maybe not a happy ending but like the bad guy dies there's some kind of of feel-good wrap-up right Mm -hmm. I need to see that through I need to see it happen because otherwise I just keep running in my head that this psycho killer is still out there or whatever um what I do love I guess these would be like vigilante type psychological thrillers uh, like Dexter oh yeah love Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. he's killing the bad guys so i'm all about that like the crow like which i wouldn't say is horror but maybe that psychological thriller i actually there was a point where i did like hannibal 
Um, but there were also scenes that still freak me the fuck out. Like I will still hear a song. Um, what's the song where the girl is driving in the car? Yeah, it's American the, Girl. Yeah. Um, Tom Petty. Yeah. I hear that and I'm immediately like, oh, fucking Hannibal. If I'm driving by myself, mm-mm, change the station. Nope. Yeah, I'm like, are you a size 16? Yes, what? but clunk. So gross. And that to me is like, okay, these cycles exist. Yeah. Like that feels real for me, too real, and I do not love it. Well, the books are based loosely yes. on a variety, variety of, of killers yeah, yeah. so is the texas chainsaw massacre Let's never saw that you don't that's not <laughs> that's not for you charlene no no Mm-mm. that's not at all no um that one to me is scary because it's like yeah texas a can happen <laughs> check texas scary yes we know <laughs> uh chainsaw yep i believe that too mm-hmm. massacre you've got texas right there mm-hmm. so that to me is incredibly believable even though they added some things to mm-hmm. it right but the the thought of this like family who lives out in nowhere who's like trapping and eating people yeah that mm-hmm. i i think the other thing that bothers me or that gets to me about scary movies or slasher films in particular is that it's always the young girl who is brutally attacked Mm -hmm. and murdered that I I can't shake that like that bothers the shit out of me and we've talked about on the show before I'm I am the victim of a violent crime I can't separate sometimes those things and Mm -hmm. it gets to me so maybe once I'm old and decrepit and no longer associate with a young woman (laughs) maybe that won't feel scary to me (laughs) uh I don't know it just it spoiler alert um, <laughs> I thought, but I thought it was a filter. <laughs> Damn. No, I, I don't know. Maybe that will go away with time. Maybe I will have a space in my life where it feels okay again. Um, I re, I and I even have these, and I'm veering off of scary movies, but I even have the same reactions on roller coasters, like on rides. Mm-hmm. I can't. The adrenaline tells me I'm in danger, and mm-hmm. I have a hard time separating. We just went. Um, on a trip and were able to go to Universal Studios, I rode all the rides except oh. for one. Oh, which, which one did you not? Uh, the Mummy, because it goes backwards and flippy oh. flip, and I was like, Mm-mm, that's pushing it. But I, I prepared myself and did a lot of like soul searching around it, and I did have to remind myself on some of the ride, and it was a Harry Potter ride, and I love me some Harry Potter. That like this is fun, this is fun, and and it was okay, and it was great, and I felt not pressured but I wanted to get on with my kid so yeah and and maybe was there a sense of like teaching her that it's okay to have this kind of fun and not oh she's she went on the mummy (laughs) oh she's (laughs) she's wild she's like heck yeah this is fun let's do it again I was like that was enough um but she we have gone to places before where I have not done that and just said like oh I get motion sick or whatever she doesn't know the whole you know deal but um she was even like mom you got on the ride like so that felt really good so I I feel like I'm making progress and all that to say there may be a space in my life where this does feel fun and it is a fun adrenaline and not a like terrifying oh my gosh this is a scary thing since we're veering off but still in the horror genre (laughs) The ones that's that have scared me the most, um, like Get Out, which is the the movie that's premised on um, this young white woman who kind of lures black men to go up north in New England, 
and then they like switch out their brain or something. What? Yeah, no, dude. Okay. So there's that premise seems like, oh yeah, I could see that happening. Like misery? No, no. Like, so yeah, like kind of like slave trade. (gasps) And they have this party where they auction off the individual to, uh, yeah, it's, it's really, really See, you just gave me chills, but... And there mm-hmm. was another one that was recommended by a, a, a colleague of ours. I cannot remember the name of it, but the premise is they do abduct people and take them to a plantation, co- like real life, in in current times, um, and they keep them there to kind of relive the South. And for me, Stop. I was like, oh, that's, that's really... Re- that can be real. Like, we don't know what's happening in backwoods whatever Tennessee or something like that to me is scarier than a slasher film because that feels Mm -hmm. at least if you're in a slasher movie maybe not I don't know there's no comparison like they're both kind of gross but that one just freaks me out to the core that that's a a very real possibility and and to your point I think that people have that well like you're saying I I don't do well with rom-coms it's not my thing you bring your own personal experience to your mm. preference in film, right? Or shows. Like what appeals to you is often based on where you've been in your life and what you've been around. So for you, racial equity is a big deal. And the, the thought that that could go away in such a violent manner and the understanding that this was a place we were and what built America is mm-hmm. important to you. So that is a tr- like a tr- not a trigger, but that, that feels different to you than fun. Yes, most definitely. And yeah. after I watched it, I texted her right away and was like, why the fuck did you have me watch? What were you thinking? And it, it's a woman of color. Um, so she was like, no, you just needed to watch that. You just needed to watch that. Yeah. And I get it. I understand Fair. why. Yeah. But I was also very much antebellum. That was the name oh, of it. Antebellum. Well, and oh, to, I mean, you t- people were have been talking. You even referenced it at the beginning of this show, The um, Handmaid's Tale. Mm-hmm. You straight up told me do not watch because this is not your jam. There are themes in here that are gonna freak you the fuck out. Do not watch it, and so I never have because I trust you uh, and I want to sleep. So I did not watch that. I got two like two episodes in, and I could not. Mm-mm. I could not keep going. Yeah, there is definitely something, and especially since one of the one of the main characters is queer, as a queer woman, a queer woman of color, who's being forced to to basically try to carry a child Mm. I was like oh that hits too close because if Mm -hmm. anything if like the the switch was just flipped in the U.S. which it's flipping in many places right that could that could be right like somebody's reality don't tell me that that's not a reality you cannot argue me Mm -hmm. out of that Mm -hmm. that is a distinct possibility because we have seen that before where you are Mm -hmm. put into positions that you have no way of escaping out of being whatever it is someone else wants you to be. Agreed. Woo. I know. I feel like this is the second episode we've done about things that scare us. And I'm wondering why we are <laughs> masochists. <laughs> uh, because there's humor in the Scream movie. Like there is some parts where we laughed. Yeah. Well, great. So please go watch this two hour movie <laughs> for 14 seconds of snickering. It is totally worth your time. There's my plug. 
I mean, the acting was better than other movie, other slasher genre films. So no, it was it was good. I, I mean, I, I did like it for what it was. I liked it. I liked the acting. Um, I'm glad there's going to be another one. Again, I need the wrap up. I need to know what's going to happen. So that may be the thread that that binds me to going to see the the sixth one yeah but then they never end oh my gosh thing. i like, know damn. it's like fast and furious yeah there's gonna be like space odyssey five and then on the spaceship millions of years ago your relative was part of this oh here we go yes that's the only part that's like ugh, give it a rest yeah but for melissa i'll go see it Sydney Prescott's brain was imported into a <laughs> robot. The year is Hello, 4020. Want to play a game? It's just two computers <laughs> talking to each other. <laughs> I will unplug you. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Can we have that? Can we have that one? I, w- I will write the screenplay for that one. Please. Yeah, I'm ready. Um, I just want to be the person who holds the boom mic. Back. <laughs> I want to be the head boy. <laughs> I never know what that means. What the fuck is that? I don't know. But sometimes you see that in the credits. Head boy. <laughs> is this Hogwarts? What is happening? Ooh. Well, uh, Charlene, we are coming up on our fourth season. So after this, this is the last of the third season. Wow. And then we're going to be starting up our fourth season, which means, oh my God, we have been around for four years. That's a long time. We passed our terrible twos, our screaming threes. Now we're going into, what is the fours? of Fabulous. Fabulous fours. Mm-hmm. Wow. It really is. We, we are... Uh, we're in, we're talking about some big things for this year, so we'll we'll we see are what happens. Still putting that out into the universe mm-hmm. that this is the year. Yeah, so fabulous four. Have you all told a friend? Yeah, tell your people. Follow us on Instagram. Share some things. Like some things. Give us a review, especially if it's a five star. And you can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. Sometimes Cat's nice and puts things on Twitter. <laughs> I was trying to to get away so that um so that it does it on all of the things at once, and I was failing miserably while you were gone. Mm. So they just came out in pieces. So apologies, but I tried. Yeah, I gave up. Obviously. <laughs> so if you're part of the Twitterdom, I apologize. <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. It's fine. All right. Well, in this fine, fine weedy weedy, this is the weedy weedy for February, end of season three. And this is the Bocha Podcast. I'm Kat. I'm Charlene. And we will catch you on the flip side.